0: This is the anthem of The Adventurer, the show for men who are tired of forsaking their dreams, who are willing to risk, to dare greatly, and know in their soul that their desire for adventure is good. It's time to venture into the wild places in our hearts. Here's your host, Dan Saner. another
1: episode of the Anthem of the Adventurer podcast, the show for men who are looking to answer the call to the wild places in their lives. I'm your host, Dan Zaner, and today on the show we have Jeff Bonaldi, the founder of the Explorer's Passage. Today we're going to talk about some incredible moments of transformation in Jeff's life that were made possible by him embracing adventure in his life. So we're going to jump right into it with the challenge from
0: jeff enjoy yeah i think um you know we talked a lot about being connected right and what adventure means to you and i think i think what i would challenge everybody to do is to explore that because a lot of people say oh i you know i I like i I like doing trail races right or like climbing some mountain or or whatnot or or, but but why you know work you know do some deep reflection and meditation on it and, and understand why i mean i noticed for me that That there were time I was running these 50k trail races, which I mean they're just insane. You know what it does to your body. Yeah. Why am I doing something if I hate it? You know. (laughs) (laughs) And um, and I ended up stopping, right? Because I I was I think that was a more I realized that that was a more negative approach to adventure. Why I was trying to do it? I felt like I was running from something. Um, but there's other forms of, fun, you know, adventure that actually really helped me and, and, and helped build me. So I think adventure can be positive, but adventure also can be, we could be using it to cover up some larger issue. And I think it's important to to understand why you're doing it and to find a, a part of it that's healthy for you where you can grow.
1: Mm. Yeah, I think that's going to be really really transformative and I hope people will take you up on that challenge and share a bit of what they learned through it. Um, either, uh, I mean, shoot you an email or, or, or message me. I'm pretty easy to get a hold of or, or engage with us on on Facebook or anything. We've got our uh, Anthem and Venture tribe group on Facebook that is just a, a whole slew of people who are, are inspiring each other all the time through th- these challenges. So it'd be really cool to see, what people share as they go through it. <laughs> this is going to be great. Um, so we have got a, a really cool guy that I've gotten to know a little bit over the past few weeks, Jeff Bonaldi from New York. And he is doing just some amazing things with adventure and social outreach and just changing people's lives through that and can't wait for you guys to hear his story. Jeff, welcome to, to the podcast. Looking forward to talking with you some more, man.
0: Yeah, thanks, Dan. I'm really, really excited to be talking with you
1: today. Oh, let's just dive right in. I can't wait to, to share about your story because it's, it's a really powerful story of transformation. Could you tell us a little bit about kind of where you came from, that moment of transformation for you and, and what that's led to in your life?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I grew up in New Jersey. Uh, lived there pretty much my whole life. Uh, went, you know, went to college, uh, started a company when I was 22, um, based on some invention my father had had made. And uh, you know, when I was 18, he 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 passed away. Unfortunately, he never got to see it out. So at 22, I'm like the logical thing is, well, let me see if I can make it work for him, finish it off. You know, give my mom the money, and then you know, go off and do something else, travel or explore the world. Something I've always been into since I was little. Um, so started at 22 uh got capital started to get the products around the country and then hit a lot of walls couldn't didn't really figure out how to move forward from from it and um you know about 24 25 years old decided to 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 kind of shut shop on it and um you know said I at I, the point is, I remember I said I said I'd never start a company ever again I felt like a failure I felt like I failed my father myself my mom and and um, just not a very, not a very good experience. Um, so moved on, went, went back to school at UPenn for a little bit, was teaching tennis, waitering tables down in the Princeton, New Jersey area, and broke into finance. You know, it was something that, it was a stable income. It was somewhat interesting. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't <laughs> say I was enamored by it, but you know, it's something that I hadn't had for a while, right? That stability, that paycheck, and I was able to learn and i spent um you know eventually I moved up to new york city working for citibank and i spent you know some time in as a portfolio manager then i moved into sales but right around the time of the financial crisis that or you know or, or a year or two later i just I, I wasn't happy with what i was doing anymore you know i was watching all these people get laid off right people in their mid-50s early 60s i'm like what do they do like You're making a decent income. You have all these bills. You have a family. Your kids are in college, and and you don't know anything else. And that struck me. And I was like, I I didn't didn't like that the corporation had so much control of my fate. So that that was one of the one of the kind of big moments or or kind of incidents that happened. And then a few years later, unfortunately, I went through a divorce. You know, I just had a young daughter, went through a divorce, and um, again not something that i that i expected but something because i was so down i think you know when when you feel like again you feel like that failure and you only really have one way to go and and that's up so i said i wanted to rebuild my life in a different way you know i was grateful for the job that i had but i wanted to be much more connected to what i was doing and that was not only with work but with my friends, with you know, potentially you know, uh, you know, even a, a personal relationship. before I, I was going to date again, I just wanted to look, I wanted to love what I was doing. And about eight years ago, my boss sent me to a, a leadership conference at Citibank, and I didn't want to go. I, I just had no desire, but he's just like, go. So so I went, and I'm sitting there, and this guy named Robert Swan comes up to speak. I don't know if you do. You know who Robert Swan is, then?
1: I think only from knowing you. Um, okay. The famous explorer. Right? He's the only guy to have been to both poles on foot, right?
0: Yeah. Well, the first guy. Yeah. So, so this I see this the British guy about five ten, five eleven, looks like a powerhouse. He gets up in front of say one hundred and fifty, two hundred people, and he starts talking about his his missions to the pole. Right. He was inspired at a young boy to to follow in the footsteps of of Robert Falcon Scott, who, um, again, not sure how much you know about him, but basically in in the early 1900s, there was a race to the pole with Roald Amundsen and race to the South Pole and Falcon Scott. The the Roald, who was Norwegian and his team made it days before to the pole than than Falcon Scott. Unfortunately, Falcon Scott's team died on the way back. So they got they died on the way back, but you know he he was a British captain, an army captain, and Robert Swan saw a movie called Scott of the Antarctic when he was young, and was in, so inspired by the story. He's like, I'm gonna go retrace his route. Whoa! So 22 years old, he he started the fundraise and spent seven years to raise 1.2 million dollars, got a crew together, took a ship to Antarctica, and at the time marched 900 miles on foot and was the longest unassisted march in history to that date they get to the south pole and literally the phone rings and um uh, <laughs> that, that uh, oh well. like <laughs> your ship the ship that they were being flown back to to take back to to britain sunk that day so that starts we can we can get into Robert's journey for hours. Wow. But he's he's one of the most remarkable men you ever meet, and just put it this way, to, to pay off his debt for that ship, he decided to walk to the North Pole a few years later. So it took took one person from each continent and wow. walked to the North Pole and became the first man in history to walk to both poles. And since that time he's you know, he spent a lot of time um know in these areas and he was he he was seeing how climate change was affecting the areas right and Jacques Cousteau was who was an early patron of his missions uh, everybody knows who Jacques Cousteau is the famous ocean explorer gave him a mission to to protect Antarctica from climate change and that's basically what he spent his life on since Um, so so I'm watching this guy go you know hearing his ups and downs but the one thing I'm noticing he's so passionate about his life right and I was being very introspective at that time in my life is like I'm not like him like I'm just you know I'm just kind of walking through life uh kind of like kind of like a robot so I I didn't want to live like that and I said I want to live like Rob and over the next year I actually started to get into hiking and I was 32 years old I had never hiked in my life before before I got divorced which is for me to think that now I own an adventure travel company where we can go all over the world, like, you know, why did I go down a different path in life? Like, why did why was I making the choices I was right? So, so I you know went on my first hike was was absolutely you know absolutely loved it, and I spent some time like, well, if I could wake up every day and do what I love, what would it be? And and I loved I loved adventure. I love history, and I love these stories in history where these people overcome these impossible challenges, like Rob. So I spent the next three years working on a company that combined all three, so taking people on adventures where we're finding these really historic places in the world that tell these amazing stories. Um, and in 2014, we launched the company at the New York Times Travel Show, which is the large travel show in North America. I basically had the booth built from my mind, right, and um, it was an old explorer's den looking out in the Himalayas, had these awesome. catalogs that were these old journals, explorer's journals, it had these old maps of our trips printed up from some map store by Harvard, and uh, we had the busiest booth in the show. You know, it was, you know, it was those moments where you're like, this is it, mm-hmm. you know, I did it, things are going to take off, I don't have to work in finance anymore, <laughs> and um and the, the third day of the show, I see a bunch of reporters walk towards me and the New York Times management. We, we were awarded best small booth of the show out of 400 booths. Holy cow. Blew me away, right? And I thought the phone was going to ring off the hook because that was day one of the company, basically. Oh, of yeah. company live. We did not have a sale for a year and a half. Whoa. I, and it was interesting is that you know, it reminded me similar of the experience I was going through with my father's company, right? Like I was doing everything I could. I was putting the time in and I couldn't figure it out. I couldn't get it to work. But the one thing that I noticed that was different was that it felt different, right? It, it wasn't, it was, it was something that I was passionate about. And I realized that the reason, and this was actually something good for me to realize personally, because I thought I was, a, you know, I felt like a failure, but it was really his, it was his passion. And you can't finish off, you can't do other people's passions in life. Mm. You, have to, you have to own your own, you have to figure out what makes you tick. So, so I knew, I knew there was something driving me to keep going after, I mean, I almost quit a number of times, but but some, something, um, something changed in, that, in that, you know, that period. I mean, I got very down on myself. I got depressed. I'm like, why isn't this working? What is not happening? But I put, a lot of out, I put it on the outside world. I said, it's the market. People don't understand my products, right? It's the economy. And that's how I was for a while in my life. I was, putting, I was externalizing my problems. And something triggered one day where I was like, wait, maybe you're the problem. Maybe you need to change. So I started to get really into um, different strategies to help me figure out what I needed to do to make this work. Because I, I wanted this to be my life. You know, other people are doing it. Why can't I do it? So I brought, around, I brought around myself a lot of coaches and mentors that took a hard look at me and that I would see on a, on a weekly basis. And I, call them, I still, and I still work with all of them. And I call them my team. You know, one is an acupuncturist. One is a, a shaman I work with in New York City, which is a South American healer. Um, I got very into kundalini yoga. I got very into neuroplasticity, which, which you and I have, have spoken to a bit in the past, and really figuring out why was I making the decisions I was making, and how do I, how do I maybe heal my past a bit to open my future up? And I threw myself into that and I got a really, really good business coach who's from Toronto, who had experience in the adventure, venture industry and who was an entrepreneur. And the more I did all that work, the more my life started to change and I started to get my first sales. And Mm. when you can see that change, it's extremely powerful. I mean, I see people spend all this money on these like sales courses or they read business books. I don't read any of that. I don't <laughs> I don't do any of that. <laughs> all I do is work on myself. How can I get better? How can I again heal those blocks from my past and um, and open again open open my life up. And you know, so if you figure in 2000 2014 2015 we really didn't have any sales First sale started to started hit in 16. And then this year, we're going to move 700 people around the globe. Whoa. And again, I credit, I credit that work, but I credit the support that I've had. And, and just kind of a point on that is that I used to be a private person where I tried to do everything myself. And a lot of entrepreneurs think the definition of an entrepreneur is you know, it's one person. But, but that's so far from the truth that you know my belief is that you really don't get through life alone. That the team yeah. that you have around you the, the the more you'll thrive. And yeah, I have these four or five people that I speak to every week and that help me, but there's there's 20 or 30 other people that are part of this journey that you know that, that no one will ever know about, right? Um so so that that you know that's what kind of where we are today. But what's so interesting about this whole story is that three years ago, through a complete series of random events, I found myself in a place called The Ear Inn, which is one of the oldest bars in New York City with Robert Swan And, <laughs> and, and we had met briefly eight years ago, but now now I'm here with him. it's th- you know it's, it's roughly three years ago and and I'm sitting in front of this, this polar explorer and and he's just like do you want to help me run my trips? So he was, he was running these ships to Antarctica every year <laughs> with a hundred people and uh, basically young leaders from across the world that they would select to help help in Robert's mission to help train them on energy, on climate so they can go back and be champions for the environment. All back to Jacques Cousteau's, you know, uh, a decree decree to Robert. And, and Robert, you know, Robert was running it through his foundation and, you know they they they, um, they we didn't really have the infrastructure of a travel company but they, they brought over 3,000 people to Antarctica Wow over 15 years so he's like well why don't you help me run it and I'll help you you know I'll help you sell it and uh, and, and promote it so in 17 we, we worked together on it I ran you know again 18 we ran together we just got back took a hundred people to Antarctica and then next year we're, we're actually taking a ship to the Arctic together and we have this amazing um, partnership and friendship. And I mean, sometimes you get emotional thinking about it, but I still, I still don't know how it happened. Right. Like how, you know, if you you look back and connect, you you can't connect the dots, right? They they say you can't connect the dots going forward. But if you think back, you're like, well, I met him there. And and because of that, and because I followed my heart, then it led you know, it led us together somehow. So yeah, so, so really grateful and I, I think the lesson I learned is that you know listen if you if you do follow your heart that some extraordinary and magical things can happen.
1: Mm. I wholeheartedly agree with that and <laughs> I feel like I'm, I'm living like the just the beginning of that myself like I've, I'm listening yeah. to you talk like yeah that's that's happening for me now yep, yep that's happening for me now like yeah starting to build the team and and we, we were talking offline earlier about about you know, the, the great coaching team I'm starting to build. Um, they are super amazing. People are helping me kind of get past some of my stuff and yeah, it's totally true.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah.
1: Um, I'm sure you've read that or at least heard of the book, the alchemist by Paulo. Yeah, it
0: times. Yeah, it's really good.
1: <laughs> it's, it's that whole thing about the, the soul of the, the soul of the universe, right?
0: Yeah. And, and, you know, and people you talk to a lot of people like well I don't know what I love and it's not something that just appears for you it just it appears for you right like it, it's it's something that takes I mean my journey has been 20 or 30 years right to get here it was the it was everything I learned in finance everything I learned with my first company you know failing and all those experiences and um you know maybe going you know going through my divorce and and and, and meeting Robert right and seeing his passion so it's something that uncovers over time, but you have to be open to it and you have mm-hmm. to look for it. and you know you know I think we, we had talked a little bit too in our conversations about I'm, I'm taking the company in a di- bit of a different direction you know there was a point where I was really passionate about history and adventure and 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 these stories and I still am, but it's shifting yeah. um, it's opened me up to, how adventure can be used as a way to help the world.
1: Mm.
0: So, So we're actually changing the direction of the company over the, over the next, um, over the next 12 months where I'm focusing on these giant expeditions around the world that have social causes. So we're doing, we're partnering with Jane Goodall's youth foundation roots and shoots to help empower children and taking about 70 people up Kilimanjaro in February. And we're, um, uh, in 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 Costa Rica next year, we're partnering with with um, the United Nations University of Peace, which is in Costa Rica, and it's there to promote peace and human rights and diplomacy. Um, and the the former president of Costa Rica, Oscar Arias, who's who won the Nobel Peace Prize, is going to be joining us, and and we're basically going to bring about seventy seventy five people from every race religion gender and, and and political affiliation to get everyone together and do adventures and do some great workshops at the u n to to show that you know our differences should be celebrated and they should bind us not they should not they should bring us apart um, so you know it, it's it's an evolution on on what you love and you got to continue to tweak and you know again I'm very fortunate to have uh, I work with this this great entrepreneur coach named Mike Burkic, and I'm very very fortunate to work with him because he's constantly testing me. He's like Jeff, is that really what you want to do? Is that really who you are and where you want to take your life? Uh, and you know, uh, this shift really came out of one of our conversations when, when I got back from Antarctica. You know, I, I wanted to ramp up marketing on some of our, our our trips like Iceland and Machu Picchu, and he's like, I'm not hearing in part. He's like, I'm not hearing that same excitement you got from Antarctica. And, and he was right. And he's like, well, why aren't you, you know, why, why are you focusing on that? I said, well, I have to make money or I won't be able to, you know, I won't be able to eat. And he's like, well, you can't live from fear. Mm. So he pushed me on that call for an hour. And what resulted was, was a few weeks of, of self-reflection and meditation on it. And it says, well, okay, well, what if I do, what, what I do with Robert, what if we do with other entities and other social causes and what are ones that you know what are ones that really fire me up right um that, that i want to help the world with so so again that that was only a few months ago so things can change really quickly and i'll tell you people see the difference when you're when you're passionate about what you're what you're doing we're passionate about what you're selling and promoting and and it's funny that if I, i'll realize that if, if something if a trip's not selling, I used to think it was my marketing, but now I realize it that it's just I'm not passionate about it that I'm yeah. not into it. So I'm shifting the company to basically really focus on the trips and expeditions that I that that I'm fired up about.
1: That's awesome, and and I think another thing that's that's really important for people to get behind and, and to really unpack for themselves is like not operating from that that place of fear. Um, what, what was that introspection process like for you? Like after that, that push?
0: It was, um, I thought he actually on the call, I hope, I hope he listens to this too. because we have to send this to him. Oh yeah. On the call. I actually thought he was crazy. I'm like, what's he doing? You know, what, what is he getting at? Right? Like he doesn't know what he's talking about. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, three years, three and a half years, but, and he's always right. But, um, but he was challenging me in a very different way, and I uh, I was going back and forth for the few weeks after. I was I was debating on whether to listen to him or not. But something eventually stuck, and I didn't. I'm you know, I'm very into meditation and yoga, and I I did a lot of reflection on it, and and um, and it just started to fall in the place, and it, it's it's but it's a daily. It's a daily reflection now is like, okay, even as I have these trips, right, there's this, there's four really big ones I'm doing next year. And I'm constantly even now tweaking them every day, tweaking the agenda, tweaking the marketing to make sure it aligns more with what's in my heart. And, and I've noticed the more I can do that, the more I'm connected to it and the, and the, and the more success that we have with it. And the more people are excited about with it. So it's asking yourself every day, is this something that I love? And if it is, how can I make it more so? And just, and it's step by step and really digging away at it. Uh, And then you get something really beautiful that comes out of the end.
1: That's awesome. That is a really, a really elegant way to put that. And, um, speaking of of putting things elegantly and we've kind of, you've kind of uh, talked about this and um, a few different of your stories is um, I wonder if you could package what adventure means to you, especially as you run an adventure company. I would love to hear if you have a working definition for that.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, for me, for me adventure, you know, I'm actually, it's, it's funny, you know, I run a travel company, right. And I'm not, I'm not a big traveler. Like I, I've been to, I've been to 35, 40 countries, but I'm not that type of person. Who's like, well, I need to do this and this on my bucket list. And it's not really what, it's not really what gets me. Um, adventure started for me. It was, again, I, I hiked re- not too far after my divorce. I wasn't in a great place mentally. And something, something about that first hike I did near West point along the Hudson river in New York. It was with my sister and her husband. And we climbed this little mountain that was probably 700 feet in elevation, but it was the first my first summit. And something made me feel different that day. And the first thing, it was being in nature has this just calming effect on you and, and your nervous system. And reaching that summit and that joy that you get, that you accomplish something, Right that maybe, you know, maybe if you had gone through a number of, of failures, you know, or, or things that you viewed as failures, that you can use that confidence you get from that summit to help rebuild yourself. And I think for me that I I started to use adventure as a way to rebuild my life, that there was something about it that it was doing for me, you know, I, and I started to climb in the, all around the US and then all around the country. And I started to do these like trail races and um, and it was doing something to me it was helping me find myself my confidence again it was rebuilding me it was helping me reconnect to myself and 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 through that experience this company started out of it and and fortunately i've been seeing i I've, I've been climbing with so many of my clients and trekking with them who i've seen them have these transformative experiences as well in nature so so for me it again it's more for adventure. For me, it's been more of a way to help, you know, for me, rebuild myself. And, and I'm, again, it's funny because look, could see where the company's going, but we're trying to use adventure as a way to help people either connect more to themselves or or to rebuild their lives.
1: Hmm. Yeah. I think that is a really great way to put it. And, and I've seen that to definitely be true as, you know, the the more people I talk to about about adventure and what it means to them, and and how you know it really is this core thing for us. Um, and then the more that you embrace it, the more you get closer to you know the kind of person you're created to be. You know,
0: exactly, exactly. And I think um, you know, out of, out of that experience, I had this. I had this, not an idea, but it's something that it has been kind of yearning inside me is to, is, is, you know, I, I was definitely not in the best state after, you know, about eight years ago and I was, and, a, and a lot came up after that. Like it wasn't so much the divorce, it was more, it was also, you know, maybe some other stuff that I had held in for so long in my life, whether it was my father's death or some other things. And, um, it, it, it kind of forced me to to address it, right? So But the venture was very healing for me I realized that well, maybe it can heal other people and for the past few years I've been working on a foundation called gladiator track mm. and um, First trips gonna be next year in 2019, but it's essentially for people who struggle with post-traumatic stress disorder which is the acronym is PTSD is to help people heal through through the power of adventure and there's really three things that I've seen, right? I've, that healing power of nature, the, you know, what it does to your nervous system, because when you have PTSD, you basically have an overactive nervous system that doesn't shut down, and it, it helps with that. The second is a lot when you're climbing on these adventures, you're with a group of very supportive people, or that's what we try to attain. And a lot of people who struggle um, with PTSD live very lonely lives, right? And sometimes all they need is that support. The third is the climbing that summit, that accomplishment. Wow, I did something. That feeling, and those three together, we've seen can be very, very powerful. There's a few entities around the U.S. that do it. Uh, a guy named Stacy Bear was was running the program for the Sierra Club, the be- the Bets Outdoor Program. Um, Outward Bound does some stuff. So there's there's a couple entities that that do it, um, mostly focused on military veterans. So, uh, but the thing is that you know what I've seen and people i've known and clients is that ptsd is not only for people who from the military that it can hit people from all walks of life so so what we're going to be doing is really focusing on uh, getting people you know a group of people every year or, or a few groups uh people who, who who need some assistance and um and take them on different adventures in the mountains and provide some aftercare because you know you, you don't, you're not going to heal in one trip right yeah. that's the thing too right like you, you if, if you have that expectation then it's wrong. Um, but, but it could, but it, what it can do is it can show you a window into what is possible with your life. Yeah. So if we can, if we can show that window and then provide some support after you get back and you can continue on that journey, then you have the potential to, to live a life that you could have never imagined. I mean, um, and you know, and the reason we call it gladiator is because you know, people do, who, who do go through PTSD and who do struggle are gladiators in the truest sense in the word because every day they wake up in this hell that they can't get out of yeah so, um, so again really focusing on getting them out of that darkness seeing some light and, and, and maybe making a difference in their lives so that's, that's really what, we're, what, we're, what our goal is to do
1: man that is awesome and every time we talk I'm just like yeah this guy is like doing the everything that I want to support <laughs> Like, and I, I just can't wait to see what that is going to do so much good in this world. And I'm just so excited for for you and your company to, to, that you're, you're following that passion and that passion is leading you to, to really change people's lives in such a fundamental way for good. And it's just awesome. Thank you. Um, man, I'm already thinking of like a bunch more people I got to introduce you to. <laughs> Gladiator <laughs> Trek. Um, like, what does that that aftercare team look like for for somebody who goes through that?
0: Yeah, I think well, what we're trying to do again, we'll have our adventures, but you know, some people do have the means afterwards, you know, through their insurance or other other, other means to continue, you know, therapy, whether it's you know uh, working with a therapist, you know, EMDR, you know, which you and I have spoken about in the past, or, or, or other therapies. Um, is to – the goal or my goal is to really provide them with some long-term funding to help in that just because, again, you, you don't heal in a day. Right? Yeah. So, so we'll definitely have – we'll have some people on staff that will help um, uh, direct them to, uh, you know, maybe people in our network and, you know, just um, just see what we can do with people. My Again, yeah, my goal is not to get thousands of people through this because then I, I feel – the service or what our mission is, it would, would go down. But it's to really start out next year with about a 12 to 14 person group. We're going to go to the Inca Trail to Machu Picchu. The trips will be fully funded. The people will be selected through, through a process uh, along with you know, these people's doctors and therapists will, will have to obviously approve. Um, and then work on some, you know, work on working with them over time to see where we can get them.
1: Cool. So for, for everybody out there listening, because we've got a, people from all walks of life who I, I can definitely guarantee at least a few of them are like, oh man, how can I help? Like, what would help you reach this goal faster or more fully of, of helping these people?
0: Yeah, we're, um, in the next few months, our, our website will will be launched. Uh, you know, the, the entity has been formed. So the website is being worked on right now and all the all the details and we'll be announcing some of the expedition, you know, the, the first expedition for next year. Um, you know, if you're interested, if anyone out there is interested in supporting or donating to the cause to help with, with what we're doing, there'll be an opportunity for that on the site. And, um, and we'll just be posting a lot about, you know, what we're going to be doing and and, you know, the evolution of, of where it goes. And it's just like anything, right? With my company, it started out one way and it's, it's, it's evolving into this other thing that I'm really excited to see where that goes to. Because I, I think because of my father, you know, and, and I, you know, he, my father, had, my father did die from suicide. So he didn't, and he was a successful entrepreneur, right? He had a great family. He had support, but he was in a, a state where he couldn't see that light right? And that happens to so many people across the country and across the world. So uh, I, you know, I saw what he went through. Um, You know, I, I just, I have, there's this inner drive or this inner empathy of, of, uh, to help people in those situations. And, and um, if we can do a little of that through, through this, this entity and maybe show people then, then hopefully we can get some healing done. Mm. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I, I hope so. And I think, you know, with all the, the resources you're putting behind it, um, I, I think you're going to be successful. I just can't wait to see what happens. Um, I want to ask you as, as I kind of bring the interview to a close and let you get back to doing the, the awesome work that you're doing. I wonder if you have a challenge that you can pose to, to me and the audience, of like something we can do in this next week to embrace adventure in our lives a little bit more.
0: Yeah, I think, um, you know, we talked a lot about being connected, right? And what adventure means to you. And I think, I think what I would challenge everybody to do is to explore that because a lot of people say, oh, I, you know, I, I like, I like doing trail races, right? Or like climbing some mountain or, or whatnot, or, or, but, but why, you know, work, you know, do some deep reflection and meditation on it and understand why. I mean, I noticed for me that, that there were time I was running these 50k trail races, which I mean they're just insane. You know what it does to your body. Yeah. Why am I doing something if I hate it? You know. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and I ended up stopping, right? Because I, I was I think that was a more I realized that, that was a more negative approach to adventure. Why I was trying to do it? I felt like I was running from something. Um, but there's other forms of you know adventure that actually really helped me and and, and it helped build me. So I think adventure can be positive, but adventure also can be. We could be using it to cover up some larger issue. And I think it's important to to understand why you're doing it and to find a, a part of it that's healthy for you where you can grow.
1: Mm. Yeah, I think that's going to be really really transformative and I hope people will take you up on that challenge and share a bit of what they learned through it. Um, either, uh, I mean, shoot you an email or, 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 message me. I'm pretty easy to get a hold of or, or engage with us on, on Facebook or anything. We've got our uh, Anthem and the Venture tribe group on Facebook that is just a, a whole slew of people who are, are inspiring each other all the time through th- these challenges. So it'd be really cool to see, what people share as they go through it. Um, so where can people um, find out a little bit more about what you're doing, what you're up to and, and support you and your mission?
0: Sure. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm personally, I'm on, um, I'm on Instagram. We're keeping a lot of people updated on, on what I'm doing personally with, with our, with our various ventures. It's, it's Jeff Binaldi, J E F F B O N A L D I. That's at Instagram, Facebook. We're also posting Jeff M Benaldi. Uh, and then if you want to see what, um, what our company's doing. Again, uh, the Explorers Passage Instagram, the Explorers Passage Facebook, and if you just want to check out some of our adventures and some of those big social causes that we're pushing around the world, our website's explorerspassage.com.
1: Awesome. Make sure to link to all of that in the show notes so people can engage with you and follow along. Man, Jeff, it's been amazing. Like every time we talk, I learn something and I'm so inspired. So thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate it, man.
0: Thanks, Dan. I really enjoyed it. Take
1: care.
0: Take care. Thanks for listening to today's episode of the Anthem of the Adventurer. Please leave us a review in iTunes.
1: Those are the lifeblood of a new podcast and we really appreciate those. If you want to continue the conversation around this episode and engage your fellow adventurers on our weekly challenge, join our group on Facebook and Go Out and Live Your Adventure. Origins all born.